Sabbath tabernacle of praise. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it this morning. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. morning happy sabbath everybody come on now happy sabbath everybody it sounds like the only one that is excited about the sabbath rest is the praise team come on everybody happy sabbath everybody come on are you glad to be in god's house just one more time god is good and all the time amen you may be seated in the presence of an amazing god god is truly good and he is truly worthy to be praised I am so excited to be here to worship on this here beautiful Sabbath. They had a full week, a busy week. So it's a blessing to be able to come into God's house and just re relax and, re and, and rest um, in his presence. Um, uh, we're just so, um, uh, just so elated at the fact that he has chosen us to be a part of this amazing experience. Are you glad this morning to be a part of this experience? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Just want to take a moment or two to just welcome all of our first-time visitors, all of our guests that are online visiting with us. We do appreciate every time you stop by the channel and um, just lend your support um, as we worship together in the beauty of holiness. But we do also ask if you would just go ahead and be a digital disciple and go ahead and just let some family or some friends know that we're in the house. Is that all right? Amen, amen. Also, we want to take a moment, too, and just welcome all of you who are here today. I'm looking around. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the first time? Not the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, but the very first time. If you're here for the amen, we see one standing up. Praise God for you. Amen. He stood up. Praise God. 
We praise God. Amen. We praise God for all. Amen. Um, so we want to just welcome each and every one of you as we are approaching the last week in June. want to remind you that on this coming Wednesday, um, we'll have our special Central States Conference prayer meeting, which you can find that online. You can find it on our Central States Conference YouTube page. Um, that's where we'll be fellowshipping and worshiping together on this coming Wednesday, beginning at 7 o'clock. Amen. Also, we just want to encourage all of our men. Um, that time is quickly approaching as we are getting ready for our men's ministry retreat, our men's retreat. Amen. So we want to encourage all of our men to go ahead and get your ducks in order. Um, get your name on the roll. Amen. Um, and so we want every every. A man as possible, um, as possible to be a part of this amazing men's retreat. And lastly, we have our youth summit coming up as well. Um, and so we love for all of our youth to come uh, to go. Uh, but we want to just uh, continue to keep that service in prayer as well as we approach the end of July for our youth summit. Again, it's a blessing to be here today. Um, this has been one of those weeks where you just keep you moving, keep you moving, keep you on your toes. But it's a blessing to be back in the house today um, as we continue to worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Any birthdays today? Anyone celebrating a birthday today? Uh, any man, any man? I know we have some June birthdays, but we want a special shout out to you who are celebrating your birthday on this Sabbath. How about this week? Anyone celebrate a birthday this week? Grayson, amen. The 22nd, amen. And Sister Kathy Lee, amen. She's, when was it again? Friday, Thursday. Okay, Friday or Thursday. But we celebrate all of our June birthday babies, amen. Um, and so we want to continue to keep them in prayer. Any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Anyone celebrating any anniversaries? Amen. One year anniversary, one month, one, one hour. Amen. Well, we praise God for you on this beautiful Sabbath day. We just want to bow our heads as we approach God's throne in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Father, our God and Savior, again, we are so thankful uh, that you have allowed us to gather in this space. As we continue to worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and holiness, we just ask your Holy Spirit to continue to fall afresh on us. Thank you for the Sabbath. Thank you for allowing us to come into your presence to be able to just magnify your name. Um, we are so blessed and honored to be able to come before you. Thank you so much for the Sabbath. Bless us and keep us, we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. Amen, amen again.
Let's lift him up. Let's do our dance. Let's clap our hands. Let's praise the Lord in the house today. Amen. As we now prepare our hearts and our minds for our prayer time today, we want to remember the Harris family in prayer and keep them lifted up. Uh, we want to remember Sister Crystal and the family. Sister Teresa and Elder Harris and family in prayer. We also want to remember Sister Marla, uh, Lacey in prayer. Want to keep her family lifted up, the children, the grandchildren. We want to keep uh, my cousin Mike 
Hess in prayer and family as we as they mourn also. Sister Brindy, Brin, Brittany, thank you. And Sister Brittany Gates, want to keep you in prayer as well. We also want to keep Brother Brooks in prayer. The McCray. Um, Sister Alexandria, want to keep her in prayer. Tori. We want to keep the family in prayer. There are so many. Keep our church in prayer. The enemy is busy. He doesn't care about what's going on over here. But at the same time, he's concerned about what we're doing in here. Because what we're doing in here has a profound effect on his future. So while he may not care, he's definitely got us on his mind. And so we want to keep our church in prayer as we maneuver through these difficult times. As always, we want to be mindful that there are those that had a desire to be here but was unable to be here. To our guests online, we want to lift them up as well. For, for those of you who choose, I would like to come close to the altar. We invite you to come on down to the altar. Come on down to the altar uh, where we can fellowship in prayer and call on the name of the Lord. For those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can reverently bow as we go to our God in prayer. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful for your love. We are so thankful for this privilege to open up our mouths and to bless your name. We recognize, God, that this is not something that had to happen, but it is something that you deemed. And so we're so blessed today acknowledging the fact that we serve a creator, a God, a friend, a savior, a ruler. We serve a deliverer who have our best interests at heart. So God, as we come before thee today in the name of Jesus, your son's name, we come asking you first and foremost to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily upon our lives and in our hearts and impressing upon our minds. We ask you, God, to do this because we have no strength, no wherewith, no know-how to do it but what we do know is that you are an amazing God what we do know is that you are a mighty God and that you have all power in your hands so we are coming to the one that is able to do something not just empty threats not just empty conversation but to the one that is able to do it and do it well so, Father, we give you permission 
to touch the lives of those that are bereaved, the McCraves and the, uh, the Hess family, the Lacey family, the Harris family. We ask you to do this, oh God. The Purnell family, that you will cover them. That you will let them see you in the midst of these difficult times. Father, we even ask that you would be with those family members that have suffered the loss of loved ones as a result of a car crash. Five bridemaids. We pray for that family, oh God. We pray for the families of those that took the deep sea dive in that submersible. We pray, God, our world is, is just doing things. Father, we're so thankful that you are in control of all things. So be with those family as many opinions may have it, oh God. You know the end from the beginning. And you see all things. So Father, we pray for this world. We know it's crumbling and coming apart at the seams. But we still pray your hand upon us who are still here trapped that you will open up the doorways, provide us with that means of escape, even in your bosom. Father, we pray for our guests and family that are online viewing, that you would stop by their home or their, their place of residence or wherever they may be viewing this service, that you will let them know that you have them as well. Father, we thank you for those that have made their way to the physical space, those that have made their way down to the altar, we ask your covering over them. Those that are at their seats right now, bowed in humble adoration, that you will cover and keep them as well. Be with our family. Be with Alexandria. Cover her right now. Be with Brother Brooks. Cover him now, oh God. Bring him back to full health. And again, God, be with our service. Be with our service today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. I ask that you will cover Sister Elaine, O oh God. Father, she needs you. She needs you like never before. Our very own Sister Elaine. And Father, I want to lift up another Elaine all the way in Indianapolis, Indiana, who was going through it in a very bad way. But Father, whichever way you choose to bless I'm sure God she'll receive it so we thank you Father for today thank you for the worship experience thus far be with us keep us lead us and guide us and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise honor and glory and it's in your precious son's name that we pray in Jesus name let the church say amen, amen. and amen again family of God one day soon
I don't know. I don't know how long. But he's coming back for me. He's coming back. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning bright. Is that all right? Can we do that one more time? All over the building. One day. One day soon. I don't know. But what I do know is that my Jesus is coming back for me. And guess what, family? I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting there with my lamp, with my lamp trimmed, trimmed and burning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. Goodbye, world. need to just wave at this thing. I don't know. But what I do know, hallelujah, is that my Jesus is coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there with my lamp. With my lamp trimmed. Trimmed and burning. Oh yes. Because he's coming back for me. He's coming back for me. Come on, family. He's coming. With, with majesty. With majesty and glory. Come on, family. Come on, people. No more sickness and no more sadness and hallelujah. Sorrows will be over. Oh, yes, it will. For all things, all things on earth. Oh, yes. I don't know about you. Goodbye, world. Come on, family. Oh, I don't know how long. But the signs of the time tell me that it won't be long. Hey, he's coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there. With my lamp, sister bear, trimmed and burning, trimmed and burning bright. Oh, yes, I will. Hallelujah. Come on, family. He's coming back with majesty, with majesty and glory. All over the building, can we just worship? One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Can we just do it one more time? Just one more time. Come on, can we just wave all over the building? Goodbye world, come on. Goodbye world. Goodbye world. Come on, family. Oh, yes. 
Somebody's coming back for me. He's coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there. With my lamb. Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? into that one. Hallelujah. 
truly worthy. Oh, yes. Oh, he's good like that. He's truly good like that. Will you be ready when my Jesus comes? For he is truly on his way. Just looking at the signs of the times and looking at what is going on in the world in which we live suggests to me this morning that Jesus is on his way. That there is no time for playing, no time for the tricks. It's time to put up all the G.I. Joes and the Barbie dolls and the Tonka Troy. It's time to put all the toys up. And it's time to get serious about Jesus because he's soon to come. Matter of fact, he's on his way as I speak. I just can't wait for him to get there. Amen. To get here. Just can't wait for him to get here. I know this has been a very busy week, a very trying week, but at the same time, God is still in control I'm just so blessed and honored and thankful that he is still in control. That in spite of all that we experience down here, that he is using this to prepare us for up there. That's one thing that I've come to learn in my limited time or my little time here on this earth. And that is God does things according to God. While he have you in mind, but he's moving according to what's best for not just you, but for the earth made new. Come on, somebody. Because what we're experiencing down here right now, we will not ever have to experience it again. And God, oh, I'm trying to get to the Bible, and I, but God is intentional about not allowing this thing to happen again. So there will be no more selfishness. There will be no more lying. There will be no more tricks. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more bills. There will be no more haters. There will be no more cheaters. God is saying I am intentional about not allowing this to ever happen again. But here it is, family of God. The thing is, is that in order for you to experience that, you got to be willing to go through this. And it's not always easy to go through this. Sometimes you want to lay hands on somebody, and I'm not talking about with the oil. Sometimes you want to just come out of yourself and just handle it according to the laws of yourself. But see, we have to understand that we are not from here. You see, we are from somewhere else. We're just living right here, right now. But we are about heavenly things. So we function that way. We move that way. We don't do like everybody else do. We don't think like everybody else thinks. They can't understand how is it that you can still smile and show up in this building after all you've gone through. You say, well, you must not know my Jesus. that, that, That statement right there suggests to me, you don't know my Jesus. And instead of leaving them there, this is now your responsibility to say, come a little closer and let me now introduce you to my Jesus. 
But see, we, don't, we, don't, we ain't ready for that yet because the reality is we still struggle with Jesus. And it's hard to tell somebody about somebody you're struggling with. It's hard to tell somebody about somebody that you really don't know because you've just been doing it for so long, you feel as if this is the thing to do. And so therefore, there is no real connection, no real commitment outside of you showing up so that you can say, I showed up. And there is no real connection with being able to explain to somebody who Jesus is. So it's time, family of God, to get out of first gear and start using some of the other gears that God has blessed you with. Do you not know when you drive your car in first gear all the time, you take the risk of burning up the clutch? I know, you don't, I, know you, I know you're not mechanics, I, I, I get it, but common sense will tell you that if I stay in this gear too long, especially trying to go up a hill, you may not know how to fix it, you may not even know where it's located, but some, you know, but let me bag up, I'm going to get to this word because see, I, 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 I need us to understand that, 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 that I've once heard that, you know, sense ain't common to everybody. So, so I thought I'd just throw that out there. Yeah, I know. Well, don't play with me today. Because sometimes that's how we act. Like we just clueless. And the answer is standing right there at the tip of your nose, but you're looking around like you just have no idea of what's going on in the place. And let me just help us out along the way because I didn't come here for no foolishness, never have, never will. But I need us to understand that God requires more of us. And if we're still functioning like we did back in 2019 and 2018 and 20, uh, 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 2021, if we're still functioning back in 1987 and, and 88 when we first, if we're still functioning there, that's not good. Because I guarantee you, if I go to each and every one of, you, one of your homes, I, I, I guarantee you that you're not still rocking the same couch that you had. <laughs> my, first, my first elder, well now, hold on, Pastor. Hold on, Pastor. I, I know where you're going. You was good until you, until you went to the couch. But the reality is, and you know where I'm going with it, uh, 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 we have made some upgrades, not some updates, but we made some upgrades. And so I'm going to leave that right there because I want all of us in that earth made because when he comes again, the question is, will you be ready when Jesus comes again? I want to, I'm letting you know, I'm, I am ready. Jesus is my fence. Jesus is my captain. He is my keeper. And I say I'm ready, not in my own strength, but I say I'm ready according to the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. We're going to get into this word right now. I have spent too much time with that already. Um, and I know you didn't come just to hear me babble. Amen. But you come to hear a word from the Lord. And I believe that we do have a word from the Lord found in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 18, beginning with verse 20. 
We're just going to read just a couple of verses. Uh, Genesis chapter 18, beginning with verse 20. And when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. You should find it on the visible screen there. Uh, the word of God says here in Genesis says, And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down. There you go. Verse 20, 21. Verse 22 altogether. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. Today I just want us to talk about standing in his presence. Standing in his presence. Father, again, we are so thankful for allowing us to come before thee. As we speak through thy word, for we know thy word is truth. We ask that you will speak to us as well. Our hearts, our minds, break up the fallow ground. Let us not leave here the same way we came. Into your hands I now commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. But Abraham still stood before the Lord, standing in his presence. Whenever we think about or even talk about God, there is a wonderful tension between certainty and mystery. Uh, on one hand, we know God because we have God's own revelation, right? Uh, we draw on the witness of Scripture. We turn to the Word of God, and the Word of God help us to understand some things about God. Uh, we even experience God at work in our own world and in our own lives, just looking around and in 2023, we see God moving on behalf of others. We look around our church and we see how God has worked miracles in the lives of believers. And so we can attest that God is real, first of all, because of all the experiences that we have shared. We use our reason and ecclesiastical traditions to develop frameworks for, for even understanding who God is and how God can be expected to behave and even act. We look at that and we say, well, God will move this way because of this. And we feel as if now we've come to know God. But then there is another side. On the other hand, at some level, God remains a mystery. So then there are times when you can put your finger on God and you can explain away some things as it relates to God. But then there are times we find ourselves in situations or circumstances that we just baffled. I can't understand why this happened. Because see, this here gets expressed in the pity expression that, that warns against. Uh, you, you, and you probably heard it said before, uh, uh, putting God in a box. Oh, we can't put God in a box because God is too big. God is too, is, is, is too amazing. You can't confine God. 
If God is good and we are humans, I mean, if God is God and we are humans, then how can we ultimately understand God's nature and God's way if that's what it is? If I'm just human, then how is it that I'm able to understand God? Scripture itself confronts us with those messy texts where God acts in ways that cannot be rationally explained. And not only that, but, but we have those life experiences of God allowing or maybe even causing things to happen that defy our understanding of good, of a good and powerful God. Why would God allow this to happen? If God is such a good God, then why does he allow bad things to happen? And if I can just put a pin right there, because I'm always going back to why is it that we look to God when bad things happen? Or we want to blame God when bad things happen, but never not one time have our individuals stopped to say, maybe, just maybe, it was my bad choice. Could it be that I made a bad decision? Could it be that I made a dumb move? Could it? Why must it always be God? If you so good, why did you allow daddy to die? Why did you allow mama to die? Why did you allow this to happen? Why did you allow that to happen? As if God supposed to stand back and just block every bad thing that shows up in our lives. Let me help you, family. That's not who God is. God don't function that way. God don't move that way. God gives us an opportunity to choose. He could have very well stopped. Adam and Eve in the garden, but God chose to stand by and see if his creation was going to obey him or obey themselves. So family of God, we have to come to the place where we take ownership of our stuff. But we stop and realize that no, it's not God. No, God didn't do it after all that Jesus has done for us on the cross. Why would God then, after he didn't cause all this havoc to come in your life, to now send his only son down here to die in our stead as if God takes pleasure in hurting folk? As if God finds joy in having folk dealing with pain. As if this is something that brings God pleasure to watch people suffer. And we void the conversation that could it be very well an enemy at work that is also behind the scenes. See, we want to jump all over that. We don't even want to deal with that. We tend to take that off of the route and we go another way. And we have to, family of God, come to an understanding that there is evil at work, that there is hatred at work, and it is not on the behalf of God. Because God is loving, God is kind, God is amazing, God thinks, goes beyond, he, 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 he looks beyond our faults and, and he sees exactly what we need. So don't start throwing stuff on God as if God is the reason why you have a child out of way. Like, no, 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 don't look at God the reason why your job let you go. Could it be that maybe, just maybe, God is trying to get your attention? 
talking to my own family just yesterday as I funeralized my cousin. I had to remind them uh, that could it be that God has to allow death to happen to get some of y'all in the church? To slow you down long enough to hear a word from the Lord? Because you sure won't get it at the family cookout. Surely you're not going to slow down long enough at the family barbecue and sit around and have a conversation about God then. Surely you're not trying to hear that then. So God have to get you to a place at times so that you can sit your hips down so he can get your attention because you're doing the most. Every now and again, every now and again, God has to move in that mysterious place and not always in that place where we can put our finger on him and be able to explain away, oh, this is why that happened. This is why God moved that way. This is why God drew, uh, 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 came near. This is why God didn't answer. Sometimes God will just let it be a mystery because he needs to get our attention. Let me go on here because we need to understand that, uh, 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 that, 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 that Abraham seemed to be grateful, uh, uh, this, here, this here grateful balance of that tension, uh, uh, that for that reason Abraham in this text is such a wonderful model of how we should approach God. So come with me if you will and let us begin with God's statement about Sodom and Gomorrah. But, 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 but this would have been well served to start you know, the, the, with, with verse 17, if you will, with God's question to God himself. Let me just share that with you real quick. I just want to read it right quick in your hearing where it says in verse 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? God is having this, this here thought, this here, uh, uh, some scholars would say that God is having a conversation with himself. Should I bring Abraham in on what I am about to do? Or should I leave Abraham in the dark? Not only is this rare and important, and important uh, to read God's internal dialogue, but as God muses about Abraham, God explains that Abraham has been chosen, I mean literally known, so that this descendant will keep God's way to go just, to do just and righteous. Those then of just and righteous becomes an important reason why Abraham was able to intercede in that way. Because the Abraham family of God, we need to understand Abraham understands God as one who will act justly and righteously. And that understanding emboldens Abraham to now pray the way that he does. And still, one of the benefits of, uh, 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 of this section right here uh, begins with verse 20, where now it shows us this illustrate that prayers can start with God's word and not only need to begin with human intervention. So when we begin to pray, Abraham sets the tone right here in verse 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave. He says, now I will go down. I will go down. 
and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it. God said, let me check it out. Let me see for myself as if God can't see, as if God don't know. Being right there, family, God, I need you to understand that God see everything. So when we hear of God saying, let me go check it out, it's not like God is being, it's not like God is finding this out for the very first time. I need us to understand that God see this thing, but God is operating with us. God is operating uh, alongside of us. God is letting us know that I see this, but instead of me just going ahead and doing it God's way, I'm going to let you know I'm going to walk you through this. I want you to see it in 3D. I want you to experience it in a way that you will understand now uh, uh, that, that, that I am a deliverer. I need you to go through it and see it in a way that will help you now understand that I am amazing, that I am long-suffering. You see, if God just did everything according to what God knows and never allowed us in on what he does, we would never get to know God in a very real way. So sometimes God has to walk alongside of you in your stuff. It's not that God is, 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 um, is, um, is, um, is um, excited and that God is, is um, pleased with you in your stuff. It's just God is saying, I'm going to have to walk with you, show you some things while you're in it. So when you come out of it and look back, you will be able to say it was nothing but the goodness of God. It is not I, nothing that I could ever do that would have delivered me from that relationship. There was nothing that I could have done that would have saved me from that accident. It was nothing but God and God alone. And so Abraham here is giving us this, this model of, 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 of how we ought to pray and, 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 and the relationship. And I noticed that this this here section of the text does not go into specific details of Sodom and Gomorrah's sin. But in fact, Genesis 19 is, is, is not even included in the revised canon lectionary, nor even in Ezekiel 16. So that I help you out with that. But when these men came to Abraham, these three men, when they leave Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham still standing before the Lord and he draws near and asks if God will destroy the righteous along with the wicked. Surely God, would you do that? You see, cause see, we have gotten to a space and I've been watching here lately. I've just really been locking in on the news and listening to what's been happening in our world. And it seems like uh, God just, God accepts everybody and everything. That God has, that, 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 that the God that I've been, I, I, I've been, I've been hearing about here lately, uh, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter where you go. It, it doesn't matter because God loves everybody and it's all good. And then I go back to my original thought of the fact that uh, 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 it's, it's so easy for us to, to talk about how loving God is without taking ownership of ourselves. So while it is true that God died for the sins of the world, 
that God loves sinners, that God cares about sinners, that God cares about people, all people, every person with lungs, breath in their body. But what we have to understand is that God is not his intention for you to stay where you are. That whenever you come to God, you ought to come to him as you are and you ought to grow. There are some things that have to fall off you. There are some things that have to be changed. There are some things that you have to let go of. There are some things that you're going to have to give up. There are some folk you're going to have to cut loose. There are some places you're going to have to stop going. There are some conversations you're going to have to avoid. Because when you come to God, it's not God's plan, nor is it his purpose for you to leave the same way you came. And too many times we want God to just love everybody, but I don't have to change what I do, who I am, what I eat, what I drink, how I do this. And I, I, I'm, because God loves me for me. And I don't have to make any changes. And that's the lie. That's the lie that the world has believed. That's the fruit that the world has bitten into. That's the ideology that is floating around that I can do what I like, live how I like, say what I like. And God still loves me. And the reality is, he do. But let me tell you something. As I said earlier, you won't be able to take that into the earth made new. There will be no more death. No more lying. No more cheating. No more fornication. There'll be none of that going on in there. So yeah, God loves you because God has a desi God's desire is to save you. Abraham repeats that. Will God really do such a thing? Will he really destroy the wicked? With the, the, the just, with the wicked? You mean God would do that? This just God. This God that judges righteously, even Abraham says it. The God who was the judge, the judge, the ruler, you telling me you're going to destroy the righteous along with the wicked? Surely, God, that's not the kind of God you are. Abraham points out that, and Abraham understands that God uh, to operate within a certain framework, that God will surely not destroy the righteous or refuse to forgive. Abraham's question uh, in, 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 in verse 25 is based on this. Shall not the judge of all the earth judge justly? The judge of all the earth, you mean you're going to go against your own judgment? So the mystery is preserved. However, in fact, that Abraham asked this question of God, it does not state that as a bold fact. Additionally, if you don't mind me to share, Abraham uses this participle translated as perhaps. In other words, perhaps there would be a certain number of righteous people in the city. Maybe as he goes through the list and he begins to break it down because God says, uh, 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 if I can just find 50. Just give me 50, Abraham. 
All right, all right, all right, God, all right, God, maybe, maybe, maybe 45. All right, Abraham, give me 45. What do you mean, God, huh? you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful, God. Uh, uh, what about 40? And you know how the story goes. The story goes as they get all the way down to 10. And we still couldn't find 10. And I'm looking around here and I'm wondering, do we have 10? Do we have 10? Do we have 10? You see, we can, we can take away from this, this intersection or recorded in the Bible, this first intersection recorded in the Bible, for, for one thing, we can learn that it is pleasing to God that we intercede for the world. That's what Abraham, the Lord, please, Lord, are you sure? Can, can, can we do something different here? Abraham was pleading for a world that was destined for hell. We read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, 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 there was nothing good there. My wife and I was talking about the days of Noah when God looked out over the world and saw that there was nothing good, no, no thought. Every thought of humanity was evil continually. So much so, Elder, that God said, I'm re I repented. That I even made him. It bothered God to the point to where he looked out at his creation and he felt bad. Why did I even do this thing? But because of who God is, because of his character of love, he couldn't do it. And this is Abraham's basis right here. Surely, God, you're not going to go against your own standard. Surely you're not going to take out the righteous with the wicked. So Abraham pleaded on behalf of this world. We too, like Abraham, should pray for our communities, pray for our cities, and pray for this world as messed up as it is. We still call out on behalf of co-workers. We still call out on behalf of those in Congress. We still call out for those that are in leadership. We still call out. We still call out to God that he will move on our behalf to help make the crooked road straight. Not only that, we also understand that Abraham, he pleaded he prayed. Lastly, he prayed. When he prayed, he prayed humbly. The reason is pleading, going as far as you, you, you dare. In other words, stretching your faith as much as you can. Abraham stepped out when nobody else would. When nobody else cared, Abraham said, Lord, please don't. I know they're wicked. Now, as I was reading the story, I come to understand that God knew that, this, that there was the, the, uh, the, uh, the um, number of individuals. God already knew that, but he still worked with Abraham. He still indulged him. 
He still cared and watched as Abraham pleaded because you have to understand, family of God, this is, the, this is the lesson of all lessons. You praying for others is not always about you praying for others, but it's about you getting yourself in the position to pray and talk to God. You can't pray to others. You can't, how can I say it? You can't pray to God for others without praying to God for yourself. And this is God's way of getting you to talk to him. So pray for somebody else. You don't have words to pray for yourself. Surely you can pray for the man down the street. Surely you can turn on the news and just see an accident or some type of tragedy and stop long enough to pray. And I guarantee you, you do that long enough, you will find words to pray even for yourself. Because God's plan and God's move, while there are some things we can put our finger on, there are some things God is saying, listen, it's a mystery. You don't understand it like I do. And you won't be able to understand it until you arrive in glory land. So I'm going to need you just to trust me on this one. I'm going to need you to just believe me on this one. Because the real issue uh, for us is not how uh, 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 sort of righteous we can get uh, 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 the world to be, but living out the righteousness in which God has called us. Living out the righteousness that God has called us to live. Not to try to, try, to, try to so much, I'm praying to just change the world. No, 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 you're praying because God is trying to get you to a place. God has called all of us into this thing called Christianity. God has called all of us into this thing called righteousness. Jesus understands everything about what we are experiencing and how we are experiencing it. And so we carry on this legacy or this blessing by way of praying for it. Praying for, witnessing to, and exhibiting the gospel before our neighbors. We let them see the Jesus in you. Abraham was able to stand on behalf of the world declaring, God, surely. It's because Abraham had developed an understanding of who God is. You see, Abraham's language that he was dust and ashes, it simply calls to mind of the story of Job. When Job went through his crucible, when he went through uh, his moment of, of, um, of, um, of um, heartache and pain, when, 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 when his family was taken from him, his children, his, 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 his livestock, his health, and, and all those things uh, was taken, and then, and then his wife approaches him and says, Job, why don't you just curse God and die, man. I mean, goodness, what's going on? Naked I came, naked I leave. It's the way it is. I didn't write the book. I'm just trying to live by it. 
Not only that, I'm getting, I'm ready to get out of here. God doesn't say if regarding to those 40 and 20 or, 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 or 10 times. See, at first God said, if you can give me this, if you can find that. Then God just goes on to say that, sure, Abraham, if you can, you know, you just show me, show me, show me, the, show me the five, show me the 10. Just let me, let me, let me, let me see the 20. The question was asked, do we have 10 in here? Because at the end of the day, he that shall come will and will not tarry. That God is a very present help. I wonder if you know him today. I wonder do you know him as the king of kings? I wonder if you know him as the key to all knowledge. Do you know him this morning? Do you know him to be the wellspring of wisdom and the doorway to deliverance? Do you know him to be the pathway of peace and the roadway of righteousness or even the highway to holiness? Do you know him this morning? Do you know him to be that one that you can stand in front of on behalf of somebody else and he hear you and not only hear you but answer? Do you know him? Do you know him well enough to stand in the gap for your neighbor? Do you know him well enough? Do you know him well enough to stand in his presence knowing that he hear you? Do you know him? Do you know him well enough to know that? That his promise is sure, that his light is matchless. Do you know him well enough to know that his goodness is limited and his mercies are everlasting? Do you know him to be that God that will put no more on you than what you can handle? Do you know him this morning? Do you know him as that prince of peace? Do you know him as the one that is able to sustain you when everything else has fallen underneath you? Do do you know him this morning? Do you know him well enough to lift up the the bloodstained banner and declare that he is my Lord, he is my God and my King? Do you know him well enough this morning? And I declare to you, family of God, if you don't know him, that I submit to you this morning that you get to know him. Because his aim is to keep us. His purpose is to save us. His plan is to take us to that place not made with hands. Because he is the indescribable God. He is the incomprehensible God, the invisible God, the irresistible God. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. You can get him out of you. You, 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 you can't stop thinking about him once you start thinking about him. You can't get him off your mind. You can't get him off of your hand. You can't live with him without him, but you sure can live with him. Because he's good like that. He's amazing like that. He's God of all. He's the one that can do it all. And Abraham understood God's character to the point that when he realized as he stood there before his presence, surely, surely you won't destroy the righteous with the wicked. Surely you're not going to let us all go down with the ship. You know, I've been watching these last 
few days since Sunday when I first heard of this submersible going down or going missing. And they began to talk about the lives of the individuals that were on this submersible and the young man that was on there, a father, a son, three other individuals. And I just began to think more about the father and the son. I began to think, what in the world will possess a person to want to spend that amount of money to go that far down? And I got to be real with you, I just couldn't stop turning on the TV just to hear the updates. And as they were leading up to it, as they were leading up to this Thursday, when they was talking about how the air and this, the oxygen was supposed to run out on Thursday, and, and, and I just can't help but to keep trying to just, you know, hoping that they would make it. Hoping that something would, would, would surface and, and, and that something would happen and that, and, and that I'll turn on the TV Thursday and, and, and the report would be that they found them either down or found them floating, but they found them. To wake up to hear that the submersible, there were some fragments found near the Titanic. I couldn't help but to start tracing back in my mind, like, how long did they know this? And all these other things. You start thinking all kinds of conspiracies and things of that nature. And then the next report is that it imploded. They found that these are the pieces. And now I start thinking even further. I said, Lord, what, have we, what are we doing? Right. Several years ago, you may have heard the story of the space shuttle as it was trying to go up. Blew up. And now we're hearing stories as we go down. It's blowing up. Let me tell you something, family. We are in some very dangerous places right yeah. now. We try and the world is doing so much. And this is not the time to be hopscotching with Jesus. This is not the time to be playing double dutch with Jesus. It's time at some point you make it up in your mind, come hell or high water, I'm going to stay in with Jesus. I'm not going to let my circumstances get in the way. I'm not going to let my problems get in the way. I'm not going to let my issues get in the way. I'm going to trust him in the midst of it all. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm tired. The enemy has held me bound long enough. At some point, you have to make the decision. It's not God. Because there are some things that God will bring you in on, and then there are some things it's just a mystery. And if you keep crying about the mystery, that's not, your, that's not for you to know. If God wanted you to know that, then it wouldn't be a mystery. But we keep putting God on pause and putting back stuff and moving because I don't understand why you ain't supposed to trust him. Quit trying to make sense of it. You can't handle it. 
Just trust him. Because this world is just like they blowing up, going up. They blowing up, going down. Eventually, this thing is going to blow up. And what are you going to do? It's over. It's over. It's over. And as long as we keep tiptoeing around here and fooling around here, getting mad at this and getting mad at that and, 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 and talking over here. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care. I came in here saying this. And I'm going to leave saying this. You're not going to mess with me and my Jesus. I'm locked and loaded. I took the brakes off. I can't stop if I wanted to. So there's nothing you can say or do to me that's going to cause me to give up. The devil ain't figured it out yet, but I guess he's going to use one of you to try to get me to. It's not going to happen, Elder. It's not going to work. It's over. I'm locked in. Listen, it could be me and Jesus. It's just me being. Listen, I don't mind being in heaven all by myself. Help me, Lord. Because I heard it's so big. I'm going to find something to do. I'll take up your property. Because you down here acting all like you're acting. And the reality is, come on, help me, Lord. The reality is God loves everybody. I said it earlier, God loves everybody. But guess what? He expects some changes in us. Still acting the way you've been acting. There's no way in the world you would want me to stand up in here as a preacher acting like I was back in 84. You wouldn't want me acting like I was acting in 84. Calling myself your preacher. But yeah, we can come in here and we, I've been doing this. Okay, keep doing it all your life. Keep on. Do you not know you can be doing something all your life and be doing it wrong all your life? Keep fooling around with it. All right, then going to, okay. In the words of Jamaria, you're flying too close to the sun with wax wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. You're gonna, and that's what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to blame nobody but yourself. Because I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at nobody in here. I ain't never had business. Baby, they ain't going to leave here. But I ain't come mad. I ain't leaving mad. I came with a smile and one wife. I'm leaving with a smile and one wife. Help me, Lord. And six babies. We ain't leaving with seven. Help me, Lord. <laughs> I'm good yeah. with all those crazy elder and I talked to elder and I appreciate elder Harris I'm, I, I'm about to get out of here I got to go I appreciate elder Harris because I can call elder Harris and I can talk to him about some things and I can say some stuff to him that I probably wouldn't tell nobody else <laughs> and he'll laugh right along with me and even fire some stuff back to help me along the way and we'll laugh and joke, and then he know that I'm coming back to being about the business of my Lord. I'll just have to get it off my chest. It's either Elder Harris, my wife, or Pastor Hackle. That's who I'm dumping on. I'm dumping on them. Because I need you to know, you don't want me ministering to you unhealthy. So when I stand here, I'm good. Father God, again, we're so thankful, blessed, and honored to be here this morning. Lord, we just want to be able to stand in your presence. And I know, God, it gets rough, it gets heavy, and it gets weighty. But at the end of the day, God, you have called us to a higher standard. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will allow us to live in that light 
walk in that light, to be able to come to you as Abraham was able to stand and talk to you praying about Sodom and Gomorrah, knowing its destruction, knowing what they were about, knowing the foolery that was going on, but yet he was declaring, Lord, you're not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked. So if I can find just 10, will you not destroy it? And we all know how the story goes. Fire came down and destroyed that city. Maybe no one gave up Bible studies. Maybe no one wanted to hear the Bible studies. We don't know. But what we do know is that somebody pleaded for them. Somebody prayed for them. So as we do what we do, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will guide us and direct us. Help us. And we'll be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. powerful message standing in the presence Amen. you notice that we didn't have our offering yet right and our pastor I just want to tell you we want to pray for our pastor he preached two funerals this week Mercy. and one of those were out of town and he's getting ready to go to, to Lighthouse and preach another sermon today Amen. So let's pray for the pastor. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord uh, for the pastor and for the beautiful message. It's time for us to bring our monies to Christ. But before we do uh, uh, that, I need to tell you something. Um, you know, we're still having our book drive, um, backpack drive. And there are some things that we still need. Now, I know that many of us are saying, oh, Lord, I forgot I haven't had an opportunity to do that. But Lee and Lakita sitting in the back so beautiful with their orange on today. They're going to be at the back because you can't go and get it. They are willing to go and get it for you. So that's not an excuse. I know you got 5 or 10 20 $30 in your pocket that you were going to use to buy another pair of shoes that you don't need. We're talking about children that need backpacks. Let me tell you how God has blessed me in this thing. You guys know I retired from the state in 2018. What they do when you retire that early and that young, I had all full benefits coming to me. But when you retire that young, that young, they give you a stipend is what they call it. And when you turn 62, Lakita, they take that stipend away from you. But I'm going to tell you all how good God is. When Jan stood in here and talked about how the Lord had blessed her, first the Lord gave her thousands of dollars as a bonus. And then the Lord gave her another job. And I said, what he's done for others, he can do for me. So I continued to tell Jan, I said, I'm looking for my raise. I wasn't looking for another job, Bill. I done retired. I just want to play now. 
But what happened? When you turn 62, they take that stipend away from you, friend, right? And so I was on my job, Joseph, minding my own business. And what the, but the job that I do now is a para. I work with special school district children. It's a challenge, but I love it, y'all. They came up to me one day and they said, we're going to get a raise, Paul. I said, glory to God. Because when I went in, somebody, I was going to just read to kids for free. Somebody said, have you lost your mind? Go on over there and put in an application and get paid to read to them. Amen. I did that. I went on and I did that and I started getting paid. Now, y'all just heard me say that the check, when you turn 62, they take that money away from you. While I was minding my own business, somebody said they're getting ready to give the parents a raise. I said, well, good. It's probably going to be something like a 5% raise. I was glad about that. Then they said, oh, it's going to be better than that, Paul. I was satisfied to know that it was going to be at least a 10% raise. Amen. Somebody came back and they said, no, that's not enough. I said, well, what about a 15% raise, Joseph? Somebody looked at me and said, that's not enough. I said, well, 20% would be good for me. They said, that's not enough. I said, 25%? They said, that's not enough. I said, 30%? They said, that's not enough. I said, 35%? Somebody said, that's not enough. Well, I start losing my mind up in there, looking at all the other folks, looking at me. Somebody said it's a 37% raise. Y'all hear me? Y'all don't hear me. Now, look at what God did. The money that the state had decided to take away because I turned 62 free, God replaced it with an extra $48 on top of that. Y'all don't hear me this morning. My mama told me long time ago, I dare you to trust him. So when Jan was walking out on her faith, because this one here had walked out on her faith, somebody get behind me. Walk out on your faith. Don't hate, celebrate. God's got something for you. Now we're going to need to get these backpacks taken care of. Get your money out your pocket. Don't put it in your regular tithe. Then you're, I'm not playing with y'all today. We got to get God's business done. Give us some of that money you holding on into your pocket today at the end of church. Now, bring your tithing off and come on down, y'all. Put the sign up there for where the people can send the money. I can't think of it right now. Somebody help me out. Dollar sign, top giving. That's where you can send your money. You can bring it. You can send it to 1721 Parker Road, Spanish, Missouri, 63138. Dollar sign, top giving. God, we thank you. We receive it. We expect it because you said all we have to do is ask for it. We're asking now in the name of Jesus to open the hearts of those that are here. Open the hearts of those that are watching online so we can take care of God's business in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
this morning. This week you want to live like you're in the presence of God. I want you to stand as we are dismissed. Glad to see Sister Eva in the back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Omil is here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've been praying for Alexandria. We want to continue to pray for the McCray family, Gates family, Whitney, uh, Winston family. We want to continue to pray for Brother Richard. Amen. Amen. Sister Elaine, let's bow our heads. Father God, we're truly thankful, Lord, for the word that was presented to our hearts today. A sobering message, Lord. It's time to stop playing games, Lord. It's time for us to lock in and tell the good news of your salvation, Lord. Now dismiss us from this place, but never from your holy presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.